Hello, hello, welcome to I Know I Know, A Beatles and Solo Beatles podcast. I'm your host, Hudson Ranny, and today we are going to be ranking George Harrison's solo albums for the 575th time, because I can never get this video right, because I usually change my mind. But, this is going to be what it is set in stone and um, it's going to be different than most people's lists I think um, some surprises but that's going to be good because we don't want my list to be like everybody else's um, so first of all there hasn't been much Beatles news on my end um, this is an early George Harrison birthday, I guess you could say. Um, I just don't want to wait to upload this personally because I haven't done a video in a couple, a podcast in a couple of days. But, start out at, um, number 10. This is a lot of people's number 10s, I think. Um, I really just don't like this album at all. And that is extra texture. Um, three good songs on it. That's what I think. Um, I like you. I love the answers at the end. And I love this guitar. Can't keep from crying. Um, World of Stones, okay. And I guess Can't Stop Thinking About You, okay. That's about it for me personally on extra texture I want to play those three songs and then I don't ever need to hear the rest again personally I know a lot of people will disagree um number nine we have Dark Horse um this album's just never been a favorite of mine it was a failure the tour, um, he was having vocal problems with laryngitis and whatnot. Um, you know, he was taking a whole bunch of drugs, so his voice is really screechy and it's works on some tracks. I love the instrumental, um, Harry's on tour. I love this title track, Dark Horse. I prefer the live in Japan, though. But yeah, um, Simply Shady's good. The instrumental Harris on tour is wonderful. Um, I prefer the Live in Japan version of Dark Horse, though. Um, it's a okay album. The rest of these albums I enjoy, I will say. Um, just those two albums are his weakest, I think, for me. Um, number eight. I have the very 80s sounding album, Gontrapo. I don't like the word dated when it comes to music. Um, personally, um, it's just not a word that I like because I think I prefer to use it as it's time. Like the synth is a little too heavy for me personally. But I love the synth on Cloud 9. That's the thing. 
so I don't like to use that term, dated. Um, but I will say that Gontrapa, some songs do sound way too heavy, heavily 80s for me. That's the way it goes is one of his very best songs ever. I'll admit that. And I love the song. I like Wake Up My Love. I love Dream Away. Circles is decent. The whole album, it's, it's got its highs and lows, but there are some good tracks on it. I will say that. But, yeah. Number eight is Gontrapo. Number seven. I think this is George's most underrated album. It's not that great of an album, but I think it's got some good songs on it. So number seven, we have the Somewhere in England. So, if you don't know the history of this, this was rejected by the record company. Um, I think the song was Flying Hour and Zigzag were originally on the album, um, and then it was replaced with the first four songs, like all those years ago, the um, wonderful tribute to John Lennon, which has a Lynn, which is basically Wings and George singing. I'm not that big of a fan of that song, I'm going to be completely honest. I think it's a great song, but I much prefer Here Today. Um, I love Blood from a Clone. I love Baltimore Oreo. I like um, Unconsciousness Rules. I like Life Itself. So I think the album's a, it's a good album. It's just not great. It's just one of his four weaker albums. But I'd give it like a, it's a solid B album, I'll say. It's like a six and a half out of ten album for me. But I do enjoy it sometimes. Now number six. This is a very high step above. And it pains me because these albums could have gone in any way, shape, or form, and it pains me that this is missing the top five. Number six, I went with the kind of overlooked album, 33 and a third. Um, very good album. Every song's really good on this album. Um, we've got, you know, the classic singles, this song, Crackerbox Palace, um, which I love, Crackerbox Palace. This song I do like a lot, but not as much. You know, Beautiful Girl is one of my favorite tracks. Um, Woman, Don't You Cry For Me, See Yourself, That's What You Value, Pierce Smokey, Learning How to Love You. It's a beautiful album, and I really love and enjoy every track on it. A bit of a comeback for George, if you think about it, because Extra Texture and Dark Horse were just... Not good albums, let's be honest. But, yeah. That's a number 6, 33 and a third. Number 5, we have the posthumous release. And this is hard to place because it's a posthumous album. I didn't want to put it at number 6 because I do love this album just a slight bit more, I think, than um, 33 and a third. And that is Brainwashed, the posthumous release. I love Any Rope, P2 Vatican Blues, Pisces Fish, Looking for My Life, Stuck Inside a Cloud. Um, Brainwashed, The Devil in the Deep Blue Sea might be my favorite song on that album. 
rocking chair in Hawaii dates back to all things must pass, which I thought is pretty interesting. But, I mean, it's a great album, I think. Um, the only thing that's lacking is that it can be a little too yellowish for me, like, at moments. And I like Jeff Lynne a lot. I have a lot of respect for some of the stuff that he's done. I like the album. Um, I'm not too familiar with Yellow, but I like the big hits, like uh, Mr. Blue Sky. But, um, Run So Far is that only track that's like, eh. But every song is perfect on that album. And I think George would be happy if he was still here. Um, I do wish George did have time to put more albums out, unfortunately. But he was taken from us at a very young age, unfortunately. But, so number four, we have the album that what came before this. And Pete, this is going to make a lot of people mad because it's not in the top two. And that is Cloud Nine. And I love this album. Um, I love Cloud Nine. That's what it takes. Fish in the Sand. Just for today, I like um, Devil's Radio, When We Was Fab. This is Love. Got my mind set on you, obviously. Breath Away from Heaven's pretty good. But, um, yeah, whole album, very good. Very consistent. Was a huge comeback for George. I mean, he had the number one hit, Got My Mind Set on You, which is a cover, unfortunately. I do wish George had written the song. But, number three, it falls. I mean, it falls at number four for me, Cloud Nine. It may be there just because I'm a little over-familiar with it, but it doesn't take away from the album for me. Number three, I put the follow-up to All Things Must Pass, Living in the Material World. Classic album, and I know uh, Ken Michaels absolutely adores this album, and it's his favorite album, personally, for him. But, um, Give Me Love, Sue Me Sue You, The Light That Is Light in the World, Be Here Now, um, the bonus track, Miss Odell, um, don't Let Me Wait Too Long should have been a single, and if it was, I think it would have been a huge hit. But, it's a perfect album. The flow towards the end can get a little long at some points, and it is a hard album to listen to. You have to be in kind of a rotten mood to enjoy it, I feel like, even though it's uplifting. Kind of like, up. Oh, if you're going to listen to a... Chaos and Creation in the Backyard by uh, John Lennon. Or, um... I mean, Chaos and Creation by Paul McCartney. Man, I am tired. And Plastic Ono Band by John Lennon. But, um... That is number three, Living in the Material. This is gonna make a lot of people mad what I put at number two. But at number two, I put the... 1970 classic album, All Things Must Pass. Um, the reason that it's there is just because I love the first one more. Um, every song, I mean, I'd have you anytime, My Sweet Lord, 
Wawa isn't it a pity? What is life if not for you behind that locked door run of the mill? I mean, every song is perfect. It may be a couple that are a little lesser than perfect, but still, it is the most... It is possibly the best solo Beatle album. I'm gonna say that. Um, it is in the top five. I'll say that. Probably with Plastic Ono Band, Walls and Bridges, Flaming Pie, and Ram for me. And uh, George Harrison, George Harrison. But it's so good. I can't praise it enough. Um, the ma it's a masterpiece, and you know, you've got a wonderful class of musicians. Dave Mason, later at Fleetwood Mac. Badfinger as your backing band. But, um, that is, uh, number two, All Things Must Pass. Now, if you're a fan, you probably know what number one is. And, um, this was my number one most overlooked solo Beatles record. Because I think it's overlooked and kind of underrated. Not, I think it's gotten a lot of recent attention. And it is the George Harrison, George Harrison album. Which I'm going to be reviewing soon. Um, we'll start out with track one. Um, you know, Love Comes to Everyone should have been a huge hit. Not Guilty, the White Album left over. Um, Here Comes the Moon. Sequel to Here Comes the Stun. Stevie Nicks contributed to that song, if you did not know that, which is pretty interesting. Um, uh, Soft Hearted Hannah, Blow Away, was a, should have been a huge hit as well. Faster, Dark Sweet Lady, Your Love Is Forever. It is in my top five favorite albums of all time. It is as good as anything the Beatles ever did. And I just want to say how underrated I think George Harrison as a solo artist is. Um, I think that the only albums that get kind of recognized is All Things Must Pass and Cloud Nine. Even Living in the Material World is almost a forgotten album now, I think. It's falling back. Um, but a lot of the other albums don't get recognized by just the casual listeners. It's the deep fans that enjoy them. Well, I like that the deep fans enjoy it. I wish that um, we could get some more casual listeners. Like, I know I've heard people mention that um, got, when Got My Mind Set On You came out in 1987, people started to get interested in the Beatles and George Harrison's solo career. I wish that revival would happen with even regular fans because discussion among some Beatles fans some a lot of them never even got into the solo careers and that's what i would hope that people would do is dive into the solo careers but among beatles fans you know there it was you know you stuck around until band on the run and maybe tug of war and then you just turned off that's what a lot of people did and you know paul has done nothing good John never did anything good. George did nothing good. But, um, I'm telling you, some of the best stuff is the latter-day careers. 
I just want to make that point. Um, so, quickly I do want to discuss what is going to be happening with this show. Um, more solo album reviews, more Beatles album reviews. I'm going to do like some top 20 lists. Um, and then I am personally need to become more familiar with Ringo's career before I do a ranking of him. I've heard about f six of his albums. I just haven't been able to dive into the rest of his career, but I am very excited. Um, I really liked uh, Vertical Man. I heard What's My Name, Ringo, Goodnight Vienna, Time Takes Time. So I've heard some of the best ones. Um, Old Wave I thought was okay. But um, I'm going to get into Ringo's solo career. Um, I'd like to get some guests on here. Podcast hosts, fellow podcast hosts, if you're listening, shoot me an email. Because I would like to do a show on like a solo Beatles album with somebody. Um, or a Beatles album. I would absolutely love that. Um, but, per, um, yeah. Just, that's my spiel. Um, I want to do more broad content. I'm thinking about possibly doing like a once a month show on somebody else that's not Beatles related. Like I know Bob Dylan, like um, Fleetwood Mac, possibly just a once and a cup every couple months show, which I thought think would be interesting but yeah um that is my episode today um thank you for listening please let me know your comments your george harris favorite george harrison albums um and please uh give me feedback um shoot me an email at i know i know podcast at gmail.com um thank you for listening. Please subscribe, like, and share. Thank you. Bye.